What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 46 of Hit the Books, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of sports and sports gambling. Each week, we break down the latest news and trends, provide analysis, and offer up our best bets and betting advice. So let's jump into this episode of Hit the Books. On this week's episode, we continue through our summer as we are on the MLB All-Star break currently, so we can catch up on all things happening in the offseason of the NHL, NFL, and MLB or sorry, NBA, Jesus. We are just 57 days away from the kickoff of the NFL season. I know the boys are super excited about that one. Mackie talking in our group message about it, just lighting us up. I'm very excited about it. Lots of ideas in the works for us this fall that we're really excited to share with you guys when the time is right. So let's move into this week's episode and introduce my co-hosts that join me each and every week, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Huff, let's start off with you this week, buddy. What do you got for us? Yeah, not much going on with me. Uh, fresh off the uh, MLB All Star break, I guess we're still on break till Friday. But nice home run derby Monday night, All Star game last night. A uh, little break from uh, sports as we as we get into the second half of the MLB season. But other than that, not much going on with me. I'm excited to be back and talk some sports. Get recap this All Star week we had this past week. Let's do it. Episode forty six, Ace. Over to you next. You're over at your uncle's house. You're watching the dogs. What do you got for us? Yeah, you know, like Huff was saying, though, we're in the uh, we're in the home stretch of the summer right here. This is truly the dog days. I mean, literally no uh, top four sports for a few days, unless you're counting uh, the summer league for the NBA. So definitely looking forward to get the MLB back underway, but I'm ready to talk some more sports this week. Got some good offseason news as well. Good stuff, Ace. Good to hear from you here another week. Mackie, let's finish it off with you before we jump into this week's episode. What do you got for us? Yeah, not much going on. Basically, what they said, we're really just uh, rounding second base here in this in these dog days and just trying to get into football season. I know this uh, quarterback documentary is really getting me fired up, and I, I I can't even really watch it because it's getting me so fired up. But uh, you know, I think we got fifty six days until until uh, September seventh opening day. So um, getting excited for that. That's about it. Training camp starting what next week? I don't know. That's that's a tease anyway. Good stuff, boys. I'm really excited to jump into this week's episode. I think we're going to start off with a top four segment. Your favorite athlete from each of the four major sports currently. Who wants to start us off here this week? I can get it going. I mean, I, I brought this topic up. I thought it'd be a pretty cool one to see, um, especially uh, a lot of people have different players in today's sporting world, you know. Um, but right, I'll get right into mine. So starting off, I'll go with the NHL, big hockey guy, obviously. So I'll go with David Pasternak. That's my one homer pick on the card here. Um, I mean, how do you not love Pasta? Guys, elite. Then for baseball, I went with Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, you know, former Red Sox, but he's he's been electric his whole career. All the championships and uh, just narrowly edging out Shohei Otani. Um, coming for the NFL, I went with Justin Jefferson. I mean, I think he's the most electric receiver in the NFL. He's my number one. You heard that a few weeks ago. Um, I like Patrick Mahomes a lot, but Justin Jefferson, uh, he's going to be good for a while. And uh, you see him hitting the gritty. That's awesome. And then finally, I'm going to end it off with Steph Curry. I don't even need to explain that. Best basketball player in the world. Most fun to watch. Change the game. So, yeah, got to love Curry. I did. I did not expect that Justin Jefferson pick. I, I, that's definitely a good, a good one to slide in there. I thought about yeah. him. I, I definitely thought about him, but he's probably like my favorite player to watch. Literally, like it was Mahomes for a bit, but since I'm like more of a Brady guy, like I'll, I'll watch the sick receiver. 
most electric gritty in the league as well. He yeah, really like put it, he put everybody on, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. And it's guaranteed every touchdown. He's not doing anything else. He's yeah, not. you'll see it twice a game. Every week. Good stuff, boys. Who wants to go next? Jesse, you go. All right. For my list, I'm going to start off with the NHL. My first one's Marc-Andre Fleury. Always been my boy uh, since he got drafted by the Pens. I got a bunch of pictures from him or with him and signed and junk and jerseys and whatnot. NBA. This one's a tough one for me because I'm definitely a very casual NBA fan. So I thought Jokic would be a good one because funny dude, even though he doesn't try to be. I love the shit with his horses. Like that just cracks me up. Like every time <laughs> it just makes me die. Uh, NFL, another one hard to say because like none of the current Steelers players are like, I love them to death. But like. That's how I feel with the Pats. Right. So like my thought was. Who do I care to follow and junk like that? So, like, Saquon's been a guy that I've definitely kept an eye on, Penn State alum. You know, I consider him an underrated player. Like, he'd start his career real low, in my opinion. Now he's making a total comeback. Um, so, I like it a lot. MLB, Garrett Cole, great dude, former Pirate, sat in front of me great. at the Penn's game one time, got on TV with him. He's a good dude. He's funny as hell. Told a lot of good stories and junk. So, uh, we sent him some biofreeze, stuff like that. So, that's my list. That's a that's a great pick. Garrett Cole's Garrett, a great pick. Garrett Cole I like Garrett Cole. Take. I like great Garrett take. Cole. Raphael Devers, those two. <laughs> yeah, all right. So my my one one is gonna be my my NHL representative. You 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 all guessed it before. Three Stanley Cups, all the awards. Sidney Crosby is gonna be that one one for me. My entire youth re- reason I started playing hockey was him. Uh, watching the success, all the the cup runs, 08, 09, and then the back-to-back in 16 and 17. Um, hell of a hockey player, obviously, for a good reason, num- my number one. Uh, number two, I'm going to slide LeBron James in here at number two uh, for all, of the, all the same reasons as Crosby, watching him win my entire life. He's there at the end of the season every single year. Um, all those years in the finals, four rings or whatever LeBron's at now. I've uh, Yeah, four, two with Miami, one with Cleveland, one with L.A., uh, four rings, looking for number five. So LeBron's number two for me. Number three, I want to slide one of my Steelers in here. I will put um, – I wanted to go a Steeler here and put TJ Watt or Kenny, one of these guys, but I'll go with a guy that I've rooted for for the past 10 years and didn't have the best year last year. I'm going to let Russ Cook here at number three. Russell Wilson, number three. I'm expecting a big year out of him this coming year. Tough division, tough team, new head coach. A lot of upside for him coming into this year. I'm going to stick with my boy, Russ. Uh, number four, I'll go Ronald Acuna Jr. Same thing. Not the biggest baseball fan, more of a casual fan. Uh, but when I'm tuning in, I want to watch the the Stars play. Mackey's wearing the Braves hat right now. Uh, Acuna's flashy player. I love to watch him. So definitely going to slide in there for me at that four spot. Huff, I forgot about your boy Russ, man. I was actually not, I wasn't expecting that from you, but it makes sense. No, Huff, it was minus 250 for Huff to pick Russ. <laughs> now let's play TJ Watt there. But now I was gonna, when you it was, hear if Russell it wasn't Wilson, Russ. It... You think of yeah. Russ, you just That's what <laughs> I just there for you. He's I, I, the sound had that set up. I think about the, the Super Bowl in year two, and if they would have just fucking ran it up the middle, it would have been back to back Super Bowls, but you know, here nor you there. Blame, but you blame Pete Carroll for that. You don't blame Russell Wilson. Yeah, you don't blame Russell Wilson for that. <laughs> no, you congratulate the GOAT, Tom Brady. That's what I think you do. 
who was standing on the sidelines like, holy shit, I had no business winning oh, this game. That's how I felt too, running, jumping with his arms. I mean, if we did this list one year ago, you know my boy Tom Brady would be number one. But uh, now I guess he's just my favorite retired athlete of all time. Yeah, if we did all time, my list would be completely different. Yeah, same I mean, here. Sid would, Sid would still be my hockey guy, but all my definitely che- definitely have to get that list rolling down the stretch here. Actually, Sid and LeBron would probably stay true for me. I don't know, Kobe. It's tough. I'd. It's really tough. All right, Mackie, you want to finish us off with the segment? Yeah, I'll get going. All right, so NHL pretty self-explanatory. I go Shesterkin. and he's been the most he's been the backbone for this team the past few years he'll get his ring it'll he'll get there but uh still early in his career uh nba i'm gonna go steph curry most influential player of all time in my opinion definitely changed the game for the better um four rings one finals mvp should be two uh pretty self-explanatory as well nfl i'm gonna go micah parsons um Changed the entire Dallas defense. Definitely pretty much a steal. I know he went pretty early. I think he went 11th overall, but we definitely stole him out of Penn State. Um, great linebacker in that um, in that Dallas defense. And then MLB, I'm going to go Tatis. But Tatis now. I didn't like him before the Roids because he was already the, the favorite. He was already the favorite player, and I don't really I, – I, I just didn't love him that much. But I feel like he flies under the radar nowadays, and he's still top three most athletic players in the MLB. Um, fun player to watch, and yeah, I, I'm just I'm hopping on that train. I know Ace has been on that train for a little while, but um, yeah, I'll go with Tatis for MLB. Yeah, I want to trip you so bad about liking mids. That's why you like Tatis now. But like, no, we're gonna we're gonna go with. What you. does that Tatis even mean? Bro. Like you pick the Cowboys, the Mets, the Rangers. It's like I mids. didn't even pick the oh. Mets. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's your favorite team. So of course you're gonna oh. like Tatis now. No, I'm just messing with you. That's a good pick. I I wouldn't think of that, but he's. One of the most electric players in the league. I'm more. I'm personally. I'm more of a Soto guy than Tatis, but I don't oh, know if that's just because like I've seen the. I like Tatis Soto. is the face of the Padres, or he was supposed to be the face of the MLB before that scandal. Well, the, the MLB doesn't like broadcasting him a lot because of his background. I, I, it's kind of his image nowadays, but he flies under the radar now, and he's definitely still one of the most influential players in the league, um, especially on that on that stacked Padres team. So, um, I've I've really grown to like that guy. Yeah, I for I for good reason. I, yeah, I'm not saying I don't like them. I just I've always that that do that trio they have at San Diego makes no sense how they can't win 110 games in my opinion. Especially how young Tatis is too. He's gonna be doing that for a while, and then he rocks all the ice in those fresh Padres brown yellow jerseys. I mean, iconic fa- cover athlete for the MLB video game, I believe, once or twice. I think it was last year. Yeah. You know what my favorite pick was of Mackey's was definitely Michael Parsons, though. I mean, obviously, you guys know that. That's my favorite team in the NFC East. I, I like the Cowboys. I fuck with them. And uh, he's he's going to win a deep boy sooner or later. Yeah, that's for sure. I agree. He's got to be up there with TJ and Miles to win it next year. Yeah, you guys remember I mean, last been, year? His, his rookie year, dude, he was, he was almost up there. I mean, he didn't really have a case because of the seasons that TJ and I think Aaron Donald had. But, um... I mean, dude, his sacks are up there. His his influence is up there. Definitely a steal. I think we got him at eleven. He should have been a top three pick in that draft. He should have been. Yeah, he should have been at least top five. Yeah, Penn State yeah, alum. I, Shout out Jesse. That was my long Woo-hoo. shot last year to take home uh, Depoy. Remember, you guys remember that Michael Parsons? I had him on the card a few times. Hit sack overs. The guy's electric. He's definitely turned that defense around. They didn't really have much going before that. I love that he wears number eleven. Com- it coming off the other end too. Who is that? Is that Lawrence? 
Demarcus Lawrence. Lawrence. I, I yeah. don't even know if we still have him. Though. He's still there. Hmm. He had a good year last year out. too. Trayvon Diggs. It's not a bad defense coming along. Who's the big dude you guys got in the middle? That's pretty good. Liam Vanderesh. No, I'm talking D line middle. I don't know. Oh, is his name begin with an O? Uh, yeah, it's like I, I'm not gonna know it until I see it. Osa Ozigazawa or something. Like that. I'm looking up the roster. Give me a second here. Dorrance Armstrong. Is- that's the other dude I was thinking about. He's a D, he's a nose tackle. That's pretty legit. Dallas. I mean, their defense is legit. And then when you have, like you said, Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons rusting off the edge, you're you're in pretty good shape. I think Micah turned to full linebacker though. Did he really? Yeah, because he he was switching. He, like, he obviously played the end a little, but he played linebacker. No, he's an he OLB. What you guys? He's I think he said linebacker. he wanted to fo- he wanted to focus on the linebacker position. You guys yeah, have Dante it's, Fowler. Hoff, it's Osa Odzigazawa that was like a that's top it. pick that they have starting. He's, uh-huh. he's really that's good. who I'm thinking of. They still have the Marcus Lawrence. That, what about that Stephon Gilmore edition to go alongside Trayvon Diggs? He's aged a little, but yeah, definitely a good addition. Um, Stephon, that'll or, help. That'll Stephon. help Trayvon Diggs so An much. An elite too. It, it kind of reminds me of Joe Hayden and Patrick Peterson in their ends of their careers, the way they're playing now. When they're matched up against the second receiver, they're locked down. I just need to see Trayvon do more. I mean, he does. I, two years ago, obviously, he had what eleven interceptions. It was crazy, but he's the type of player to jump a route and take that chance. So if he doesn't make the interception, he's probably getting beat deep, or he's getting beat for a big game. So um, he's got to be. It's got to be a little more consistent. I'd rather less turnovers and more consistency than more turnovers and getting beat deep more often. Dude, yeah, he's like Cowboys, a home run hitter who strikes out a lot. Yeah, I was exactly. gonna say if the if the Cowboys had a safety like even like I, I'm gonna say like Quandre Diggs, like yeah, he's a top safety in the NFL. I'd say or one of them. You know what I mean, Minka. Like all those guys are your top five, and then I think there's that second echelon of like Diggs and those younger players. Dude, if Dallas had someone like that, where di- where uh, what's his name? Trayvon Diggs could truly play the way he wants to play and jump balls and go for interceptions. And he knows he has an elite safety covering him on the up. back end. He Devin that McCourty. defense would be so scary. Just an over the top safety blanket, so he can take those chances. He's I like not, your Quadre Diggs pick. You know something that's crazy, Huff? Is uh, what? I saw that. Do you see those NFL player executive coaches ratings that came out? Did, yeah, did you see that about uh, Quadre Diggs was fourteen? Even dude, though he got left off the top ten. They were or who was the one that tweeted it? They were like, I can guarantee you, all players would put Quadre Diggs in their top ten. It was Darius like a, another corner. It was yeah, it was another corner. It was Darius Slay. There, yeah. I was like, dude, Crazy rankings. He has four. He, I he's the one that tweeted it. He was like, he has fourteen interceptions in three years. Like, yeah, he's up there at least in the top ten. You and I were talking about this last night. NFL Twitter is all up in arms. Current and past players uh, chirping back and forth because of these ratings that came out. But they were Darrell. by players, coaches, and execs, so they almost as exact as you get. Yeah. And, uh, who was the one? It was Sauce and Darrell Revis against uh, Asante Samuel. Yep. And then DJ Reed was chiming in, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, a few other guys. Yeah, I saw Gardner shots. Johnson chime in a little bit. Yeah, and then did you just, see Darius Lego? This is why we can't all work out together. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, you see tight end university. Those guys love each other. It's like a brotherhood. Then the DBs are killing each other online because they just want to be the best so badly. That's, I was going to say, top- they, can't even, they can't even withstand being second on their team, let alone... Potentially the toughest position to play in the NFL nowadays, though. And the, the Especially longevity- how skilled these receivers are. 
in the, the rules against them, but the longevity of their like prime is so short nowadays, I feel. It's like three years. Yeah, if that. Yeah. So it's crazy. But that's a good uh some good intro NFL talk off Mackey's uh, Cowboys. We, we totally list. just like gave our Cowboys insight for the year right there. Go Cowboys, right? Only one side of the only one side Cowboys. of the ball. We'll be, we'll be in Dallas this year, official. Oh, we're just fine on the other side of the ball. Yeah, you got Cooper Rush still backing him up just in case, like, week two. Yeah. All I'm saying is I hope Dak's healthy week four. If we go there to watch fucking Cooper Rush oh. and Mac Jones, I might refund my ticket. All I know <laughs> is I'm hyped, I'm hyped that I get to play the Cowboys team that still has Mike McCarthy at the helm. Yeah. Yeah. That, Give me Bill Belichick over Mike McCarthy. They saw each other like a year or two ago when the Patriots were a lot worse, and the Cowboys squeaked out a win, if you remember that, that one. Game, that game that we're going to, that Patriots-Cowboys game, that has one possession game written all over it, in my opinion. Oh, I, what, I, just low-scoring, low low-scoring, suffocating? See, I think it's going to be – I'm Mackie. I said the same thing. I think I think Dallas will either kill him or it's going to be a total close game and Belichick will keep it close. We got to feel uh, out the first few weeks. I don't know. We got to see how yeah, Dak's playing. He's a lot better. The defenses are going to be lights out for both teams. Yeah, definitely. I'm just yeah, eager to see how the Cowboys fare in a slugfest without their heavy hitter and Ezekiel Elliott. I was literally thinking about this last night. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to a Cowboys game and Dalton Schultz isn't a fucking Cowboy anymore, so who am I going to bet first touchdown? And I'm like, who's the Cowboys tight end now? And then I'm like, it looks like Jake Ferguson's Ferguson. going to be getting a little, a little slip on the first touchdown. <laughs> No, you gotta go with the Patriots defense or yeah, special D- teams. Dak trusts his tight end, so Ferguson. Dude, he throw, right it's in. all he throws to at the goal line is his tight ends. He's made me so yeah, much money. He loves doing it. his tight end, especially Pollard's, guy like Ferguson who's gonna go unnoticed. Pollard's gonna get get a lot more attention out. But like I said, Mackie, do you ever you think about that yet? Without Ezekiel Elliott, you're in a grimy type football game, old classic football game, because we see those break out often still nowadays. Um, how do you think they fare in a game where they gotta stay on the ground? Yeah, I think you're going to have to feel out the first few weeks. I know we have a pretty tough schedule coming into the season. Um, you got you got drafted that guy, Deuce Vaughn, who I don't really, I'm not too fond of, but it's definitely an extra guy you have in the backfield if, uh, if you need Tony Pollard to take some reps or take some rest. But um, I, I, I trust Tony Pollard. I wasn't a big fan of Zeke leaving, them getting rid of him. But, you know, at that point, you really don't have another choice. So um, got to roll with Tony Pollard, see what he can do. I mean, he had a stellar season, so see if he can build off that. Yeah, Mackie, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll have to make a friendly wager of sorts now that this is in the books. Oh, maybe yeah. get the uh, oh. the opposing guy. I'll have to wear uh, some some uh, memorabilia from the other team. So, like, you got to rep Patriots gear, or I'd have to rep Cowboys if the Patriots not, somehow lost. Not at the game, though. <laughs> on the, no, on the next pod. Yeah, okay, perfect. That'll be exciting, though. Lots of good stuff, boys. Let's keep going with the NFL route. First point I have here, the Netflix special quarterback featuring Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota is now streaming on Netflix. The series gives fans an inside look at the players' lives on and off the field. It documents intimate moments with their families, friends, and trainers, following them from the field to their homes in a first-of-its-kind in-depth look at the job of quarterback. The headline, as I saw, uh, that caught my eye was, Quarterback Takes You Inside the Huddle. You guys have any plans to watch this uh mackie i think you said you already started watching it huff i think you said you're very interested what do you guys think yeah i have yeah, an appointment I... with myself on my couch after this podcast recording to watch this first episode but mackie i'll hand things off over to you go ahead 
Yeah, I just watched episode one. It's pretty cool. I mean, you go into the depths of like you hear everything that they're saying. I don't want to give anything away, but uh, that is game the first episode Mahomes. It's all three of them. Okay. So they go, I just didn't know go. if I didn't know if they're starting with Mahomes and then you do Kirk Cousins and then Mariota. I didn't really know how they were going to do it. So it's like all of them in one episode. They they bounce around from like scene to scene, but there's a clip where it's like uh, the so it's Raiders like hard game, knocks kind of. The Raiders, I, I, yeah, I don't, I've never actually like, gotten to hard knocks. So I don't really know, but. Um, the Raiders game where they were down 17 nothing and they came back 130-29. Yeah. Um, you hear everything. He's chirping with Max Crosby heavy, and then he just starts going yeah, the, off the, four touchdowns so the, to Kelsey. I just, saw, and, I just saw an interview with Max Crosby on Twitter yesterday, and it was they were it was that Netflix crew, and they were telling him, they were like, so we Pat was mic'd up that game, and we got some really good audio clips, and Max Crosby's like, yeah, I'm gonna need to hear that. He goes, there was some, there was some stuff said that game. He's like, I'm gonna need to hear that audio. <laughs> but then at the end of the game, they dap each other up. It's all respect. It's really cool to hear all the things. And then you like, you see the outside life of like how they prep for these games, even just like life with their family and stuff. Um, it's not all football, but it is really cool to see like every aspect of like what these guys are doing in the season and out, outside of the season. That video I sent you guys on Instagram, the cutscene of they put a Mahomes getting hurt in that playoff game where Henny had to come in. They like that one clip. I'm like, okay, I'll watch every single episode. I'm I, good. I, I saw that and I turned the, I turned it on right away. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll start watching <laughs> this. But dude, I'm telling you, you're gonna be itching. I was sitting there. I was that's, like, go, that's why I was going through the calendar. I was counting each day, like how many days until the seventh. <laughs> dude, that's exactly what Hard Knocks does for me every year. I watch Hard Knocks and I'm like, I I just need at least the preseason. Give me something. Yeah, it's so dope. But uh, Mariota's a weird, a weird, a weird wild card in this. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Pat Mahomes, and then Marcus Mariota. But uh, I was gonna say, I like, mean, Kirk's pretty cool too. I thought I, I, some people were kind of like weirded out. They put Kirk Cousins, and obviously Mariota's the oddball out. But I saw some people like all these names they could have thrown in. It's like, yeah, these guys gotta agree to this shit too. Like, yeah, Mahomes yeah. obviously he's like they want to see me. I'll do it. You know what I mean? But like, if you could have picked any three quarterbacks for them to do this with. Obviously, we're all going to say the top three, like Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. But, like, is there anyone else that you're like, this would have been cool to see them in this Trevor kind of Lawrence. show? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I hate Trevor Lawrence. I think everyone would want to see Burrow because he's so quiet about Lamar his, Jackson. Like, social life. I think Lamar um, would actually be a cool one. You would, Justin you would love to see Lamar. You would love to see Lamar. Just because, like, especially with the contract year and everything, like, hearing him talk about it and stuff. And, um, I think I think Omar is definitely a big pick here. I think Justin Fields wouldn't be a bad one either. I a think guy like who can really make that jump or fall flat on his face. I also think it'd be cool to if they did like Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and like Aaron Rodgers. Like you get like the young goat, the middle of the pack, Kirk Cousins, who's always there, and then you get like one of the best of our generation. You know what I mean? Like the, the older guy. best old guy left. Yeah, yeah, the best, the even last old like guy behind, left of our generation. Even though he's like behind those other old guys. In terms of his yeah. class, he's I was gonna say yeah. You know what's crazy though is um yeah Mariota being in it. I mean I, I think I think it would have to be because of what Mackie said. Uh, or Look, Mariota might not even be a starter. Like agreeing to it. No, he's not. He's not gonna be. Well, yeah, I mean he kind of is. Him and Desmond Ritter. Would... He's the starter until he fucks up. Like it's he it's his job week one. Oh really? At least I, I thought it was Desmond it. Ritter's I year. I thought they were rolling with Ritter. Really? Yeah. I could be totally wrong in that. I thought I saw their role with Mariota, but maybe I, I just saw. Maybe it's just. It's, it's not like yeah, Atlanta like wasted up. like a top ten pick on him. He was drafted seventy second overall. Like you, you can, Yeah, Mariota's a backup on the Eagles. He's a backup on the Eagles. 
Mario's not on the Falcons anymore. Oh, he's not there anymore. No. Damn. It's Desmond Ritter's team. What? That's so weird. He's doing a, a. No, these. This was produced before. Yeah. yeah. No, it was produced last year when he was a starting quarterback, Mackey. This, so yeah, Matt, or Ace, you're right. Their depth chart goes: Desmond Ritter one, Taylor Heineke two, and I've never heard of this guy at the three spot. Taylor Heineke could be better. Dude, the Falcons are a sleeper team this year. They're gonna. They're fuck just up a some young box. They're super young. Yeah, they could win the division. And I was gonna say, dude, they're plus two sixty. Jesse Bates. That defense is actually good. Calias Campbell. Jesse Bates. Do they got some yes. names? AJ Terrell. You gotta yeah. see what uh, Kyle Pitts can do this year. I know Ace here big on him. I'm not. I'm not very big on him, but throw a different quarterback in that system and see what he can do. He's obviously got the athleticism. I just wish he got a change of scenery. That's what he really needs. I I think that Falcons team could be pretty scary this year. Not scary but like they're gonna. That whole division up. stacks up against each other. Think about the other teams. The Saints also pride themselves on having a very good defense. Um, the Bucks have a very good defense. The Panthers have a very young, underrated defense. That's going to be a low-scoring division. Those will be tight games week in and week out, in my opinion, in the NFC South. Yeah, I like I like that young Panthers team a lot. But I Baker also, Mayfield I've, has the clutch gene too. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think it'll definitely be the Panthers or the or the uh, Falcons division, in my opinion. I don't. I'm not sold on the Saints. The Saints? the Saints. I think the Saints should be the favorite going in. Really. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Chris Olave, Alvin the... Kamara. Derek Carr is not bad, actually, in my opinion. There's so many question marks with Kamara, though. Is he going to play? Even if he doesn't, like they brought in Jamal Williams. Yeah, true. I I don't know. I'm just I've never been a big Saints guy. I feel like they're always Saints there. Saints have got to be never favorites job, coming though. into the season. Wasn't Olave the best? Olave is top three rookie receiver last year. Yeah, definitely top three. Wilson. I wouldn't put him in number one. I'd say Garrett Wilson was number one. Hmm. But yeah. That defense too has so many names. Lattimore's like a certified dog. Uh, Demario Davis, a few other big names. That O line's one of the best in the league as well. Um, second year last year they were under a new head coach and Derek Carr. Let's not take away from what he's done in his career. He's gotten injured at tough times and he never really played on a great team, but he always puts up yards. And then that offense in the dome, I think he might be chalking it pretty well. The NFC South division winner odds go. From Fanduel has followed Saints plus one thirty five, Falcons plus two twenty, Panthers three thirty, Bucks plus seven hundred. So back to what I was saying about the Falcons and Panthers, I was looking at it more. I remember seeing these odds. Those are the only two I think is worth throwing money on because you could bet both of those. As long as the Saints don't win the division, you win money. I think anybody Which, can win that division. That's what I mean. Except for the Bucks, I don't think the Bucks have a chance. The roster's not bad Bucks, though. I think the Bucks ceiling this this season is winning six games. Their, their roster is not bad, though. It's a really good defense. Too good of a Mike defense Evans. to, Dude, what are you, to lose I mean, them. they had seven. What did they have? Eight wins last year with the best quarterback of all time? Yeah, but the, he was actually showing signs of being washed up. It was not even him. It was just the, the pressure. and, and he had, It was the he play calling, to too. Yeah. Todd Bowles not, is not a head coach. That's the first n- problem. He's a defensive coordinator. He excels in that role, and then they put him at the helm. He loses focus, and he can't get it done. We've seen it time and time again. There's a reason all these young offensive minds get head coaching jobs and it works out, and then all these defensive guys stay defensive coordinators. Whenever they get the chance to, they blow it up, and then they end up back in the same role that they're meant for. Yep. Which is crazy. In the NFL, defense definitely wins the championships. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Look at, look at the all defense... the former head coaches that are defensive coordinators nowadays. I mean, Todd Bowles, he was the head coach of Tampa Bay, got fired, or left, I guess. He left, and he went and play, coached the Jets, got fired there, and he's back to the to the box, and he kind of walked right into the he walked right into the head coaching position with uh, Arians leaving. The only, like, defensive coaches that, like, I mean, obviously, I know Tomlin's a defensive coach, Belichick, but, like, all these young guys, they're all, like, they're young offensive offense. mind. Yeah. They're going to... This West Coast offense Rob McDaniel's Sala, bringing to Miami. Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, true. This Sala was a defensive coordinator. That's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, but, it's hard to find them. It's hard to find them nowadays. I definitely could name ten that were offensive coordinators before I named ten that were defensive coordinators. Agreed. I, yeah, I, I don't think I could. It's tough. Yeah, they're all offensive. Well, that's the the game nowadays too. But I think that division that Bucks team. I don't. I don't think they're going to win the division. Don't expect a lot out of them. But they'll surprise some people with some of their wins. The theatrics Baker Mayfield puts on late in the game and a defense with that many pro bowlers. Shaq Barrett, Vita Vey, Levante David, Devin White. Um, they have the young and Antoine Winfield. They still have Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean. That's a good defense. Mackie, you said what? Their ceiling was six wins? I'd say so, yeah. What would you guess their win total is set at? Four and a half. Six and a half. That's 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 insane. It's got to be the weak division that they're in. You're, you're they're expecting them to probably get three. What's their division total wins? Probably two and a half. I I don't see that. I just see actual win totals. They're set at six and a half. The under is minus one forty five. I would I would take an alternate minus five and or under five and a half. Let me see if I can do that. It's probably they, 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 you th- Mackie. You kind of think they're tanking essentially to rebuild that team. Uh, under five and a half is plus one fifteen. I, I I would hammer that. I think that's an incredible play. I just think that they're the weakest team in the weakest division. So hmm. how can you expect a team like that to have more than six wins? Yeah, like in the ace, season? ace. What? The, the defense just on the defense alone is is my thought. I don't think their defense matches up much better than any other team than many defense teams in that division. Team. Yeah, no, I think yeah, they all. Not did, even, but, even at the vision, I would say the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, the but they were they, they were hurt last year. Their best, their defense was still lights out, and they're missing arguably their best player on defense with Shaq Barrett out for last year. Um, he's a leading sack a few years ago, integral piece of that championship team two years ago. I mean, I I think they'll be able to steal some wins, but yeah, I agree with you. Right around the six to eight, Mackie, five to seven. Here's, mark, yeah. here's why it's six and a half. Crazy. That here's why it's six and a half. Though. Their their division's horrible. Is and it the schedule two, a week? They have a week schedule. They play the NFC North. That's mm. just the one that I check. Uh, they're in the NFC. They play the whole NFC North. I noticed, which isn't a great division, obviously. That's and then they division. get they get the AFC South. I think I think that they can literally be the worst team in the league this year. I'm not saying they're gonna be. I think they have. The, I I think that they have the potential to be the worst team this season. In, in the they league. have the potential that, to be. I I agree with that take, but I just think the defense is too good to see it happen. I think they'll so go you, two and who do you think? I is, think they'll go two and four in the division. Who do you think is the worst like team off the top of my head? In the NFL, Texans. Yeah, there's a few teams in that NFC I South that aren't very good. The Titans, the Titans aren't good. Um, the Cardinals, worst team in the league, probably projected to be. Um, they have yeah. more promise though. Who? I see. I see what you're both are the saying. Neither, I don't. They lost to Baker Mayfield on a worse Rams team last year, in my opinion. 
Yeah, but that's fluke games towards the end of the season where both teams are already in the gutter. I mean, they have no starting quarterback or starting head coach. It's brand new day one for the Cardinals. I mean, Kyler Murray has He's going to be hurt. He's not going to start game one. Yeah, they're starting with him. They're starting with him on the sideline. I don't know because he got hurt. Mid midway through the year, maybe. Yeah, I th- I think I said he, I think I saw he's missing at least the first three weeks or two weeks. He'll probably start the season on the IR. Yeah, Cardinals are in the discussion as well. It'll be interesting, but I like I I I don't. Now that I think about it, you're not wrong, Mackie. But I just think that if if there's any hope for that box team, will be in their defense getting back to their championship ways. Yeah, and they're also in the like probably the worst division in the league, I'd say. So that that gives from from the from the schedule Huff just presented for that NFC South. I mean, they're gonna get to feast on a plethora of young quarterbacks. It's gonna be all inexperienced guys thrown at them. Their out of conference games are very friendly, and like I said, they play the AFC South, the hardest team in the AFC South. I think we'd all agree is the Jags, and they get the Jags at at home in Tampa. I know it's not a far travel, but home games mean a lot in the NFL any given Sunday. So, um. I don't know. I at six and a half. I think it's the right number. They're definitely going to be teetering that. I'd say I, I, if I was the odds maker, if I was in Vegas and making NFL lines, I would put it at probably five and a half. But, um, I mean, what's a game here or there? It's so it's just very easy to uh, drop one or win one. Who's Mackie, our first three you, games? Mackie, your basis for your thought process is probably off of our life being a week a sixteen game schedule too. They could start the season 0-5, and, and it wouldn't surprise me. Vikings, Bears, Eagles, Saints, Lions. They could, also start it, they could also start at like 2-3. and three. Yeah. I feel like the Lions are going to be a little overrated this year. I still think that they make the playoffs. I don't know about winning the division. You still got the Vikings right there, but um, they, they haven't done anything yet. You're putting a lot of hype into a team that literally has done nothing except for knock the, the Packers out of the playoffs. They're the Hard Knocks champions. Everyone loves them. I'm not, I'm not saying caps. that they're not going to be good. I'm just saying I wouldn't jump the gun on them just yet. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I agree. That's not a team I would put money on to win anything on a future. But they're good enough on paper that I, I put that down as a win against the Buccaneers. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I do like Jared Goff. I think he's mo- probably the most underrated quarterback in the league. But, yeah, that's that's the, we definitely had some good, some good debate on that. What's this next? Oh, we have another show about Hard Knocks, so let's just get into that. We've kind of mentioned Hard Knocks like seven times. I didn't notice that was the next Yeah, you guys did, but uh, they announced finally that the New York Jets will be the featured team this year, so I think that could be very interesting uh, coming into this season with Aaron Rodgers and all that going on. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah honestly, it's a overrated team. Overrated. A, young, here, though. a very young team, yeah. I, I think this was the team we were all waiting on them to just announce it, but you get Rodgers in there. We're all waiting to see the clips of, you know, we all remember Zach Wilson saying last year, if the Jets go out and sign a veteran quarterback, he's going to make his life hell in practice. And you saw the, I saw a couple memes today of Rodgers, like showing him something with his hands. Like it looked like he was like talking with his hands and it was a meme. And someone was like, Rodgers explaining the benefits of ayahuasca to a young Zach Wilson, at training camp or something like that. And I'm like, I just need all these Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson moments. So everyone that's, all these Zach Wilson supporters from last year saying, oh, we don't need a quarterback. He's the guy. I don't know how many people were saying that, but there were people saying that. I'd like to see all these all these videos of Aaron Rodgers just putting him in a body bag, showing him, you know, maybe try this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. I, I'd really like to see some of those videos. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, I agree. I definitely want to see that Zach Wilson Aaron Rodgers interaction. But the one thing I was just thinking about sitting here when you were saying that though, if if anybody were to make a former veteran like uh, MVP his life hell in a quarterback competition. Zach Wilson's got the tools for it. He's a practice player. We saw him going into the draft skyrocket up the boards because in practice, he has all those tools. It's just when you get on the game day field, it's in his head, in my opinion, because he has that deep bag. It's just he's not able to put it all together. That's a good point. Maybe this this is what he needs. I mean, he's not going to give – I don't think he'll give Aaron Rodgers a run for his money whatsoever, but having a mentor like this this early in your career, I mean – he was the second overall pick. He's got. He's got to have something to. Something I was to hoping. For. I was hoping he got dealt to a different team and got a new start somewhere because he could be good at it somewhere else. In my no, opinion, I, 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 I think this like is good for dealt, him right now. I think this I is. Agree. I, I think him getting dealt would be the worst thing possible for him. It'd be the end of his career. I think be, having a mentor think? like this. Yeah, dealing him right now is kind of like what Baker is doing right now. Obviously, he didn't get the experience no. that Baker got to, as a starter, and he didn't get to the playoffs or win a playoff game. But it's the same kind of thing. Baker's kind of lost right now, and now he's on a team where he's 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 starting quarterback, but he's in a terrible position. You're in a, you're in a situation where you can't really win. I was gonna use the example of you guys remember Josh Rosen? They would I don't even remember Arizona drafted him. Same thing, kind of similar. They brought in that's what the next year they drafted Kyler. They shipped out Josh Rosen instead of keeping him for a year. Bounce around teams. I think that very. Uh, I think Zach Wilson would have a very similar situation if they traded him. I mean, that's. I don't think there are any similar players. I'm just saying. I think that's kind yeah. of the route he would take. My point was, if he, if he got dealt, he would go somewhere. Would be the immediate starter. And yeah. I, I just but is I that a good thing for a guy like Zach? No, Wilson? no. I don't Question. know if it would have. I don't know if it would have been good. But I personally, as a GM, would have taken a chance on someone like him, and I would have liked to have seen him get another yeah. shot somewhere else. Because he has the yeah, When you say that, when you say that, starter in the NFL. Do you, would you start Zach Wilson over right now? You put him on the Raiders with Josh McDaniels, I think you'd do great. Yeah, but you know, you, the entire time he's there, you're just waiting for Jimmy to come back. No, I'm saying instead, I would have done it instead of Jimmy. Not right now. This would have been like uh, I think a while ago. Crazy. No, I, th- I think that would just... The potential's still off the charts. The, the potential's off the charts for Zach Wilson. He just can't put it together. The skill have we there. seen we see flashes of him do it? Like other than BYU? Mm. Other than that one throw in the combine that got him drafted yeah. second overall to begin with, leading up to the draft, where he just skyrocketed. He's a practice player, but it'll be good, uh, good hard knocks content for sure. I'm truly yeah. trying to think of a team where he could be a starter. He could, he could go to the. Uh, well, it's probably better than Desmond Ritter. I was uh, gonna say he one. would get like it, any. T- he, I could name teams he would have a quarterback battle with, like yeah, like the Falcons, the Bucks, basically any team in the NFC South. Except Other than Derek Carr, Saints. the Commanders. True. Yeah, Commanders. Sam Howell's their starter. That would be a competition there. Um, you could compete with Jordan Love. I mean, I feel like I'd rather. I don't know Jordan yeah, Love. That's that's another name that's so weird to me. I'll take my chances with Jordan Love. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But from what I've seen, yeah, though, that, it looks ugly compared to that. Out of the hard knock stuff, that's definitely what I'm most excited to see is all the the Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers content that we're gonna get. God, I'm so I, excited for football. Brees Hall will be fun to watch too. I mean, as he comes back from that injury, he looked like one of the most electric running backs in the league at the beginning of the year. Yeah, he definitely was. Sauce Gardner, I had him in fantasy. Too. That was a killer. I just don't want the Jets to succeed. I can't. I cannot stand these Jets fans. I think that the, it, it's super. They're like a Super Bowl or bust. You're not winning a Super Bowl they're, this year. They're, like, no, they're in a tough division, tough conference. 
I, want I think them to they have do a better chance in the first round of the playoffs. I think they have a better chance of missing the playoffs than making it two rounds into the, into the playoffs. I agree. I agree, with that. I agree. I could see them getting to the first round though. Dude, I but, mean, that, that AFC but is. I don't think so, but no, no, they won't have an easy game almost on their whole schedule. Yeah, it's gonna be funny when they sitting at seven and eight with two games left. Good stuff there, boys. Let's. Uh, in other news, DeAndre Hopkins to the Tennessee Titans is now heating up. You guys think uh, he would push this team to playoff contention and in, come into this season? Uh, no, I don't. They've they've made it surprisingly what the past two years, three years though. Like they to, make to, it last to year. Oh yeah, they they it's just Jag. missed it by a game though, right? Though Trevor Lawrence it was the last game of the season. I think Didn't that come down the? I don't think it came down to the last game of the season. I think they played week second to last. Se- week yeah. seventeen they played, and the Jags just needed to win. And they, and Thursday it was a primetime game too, if I recall. Yeah, but, I think uh, it was Thursday. Yeah. I think it was Thursday. But they still, yeah. Before they made the playoffs, they were like the one seed the year before. But last year, still they over they overperformed in my opinion. I don't think D Hop would help him. I don't get why he's going there. I saw him throw shade at the Bills on Instagram though, which was funny. I don't know about you guys. Gonna, they're going to offer him the most. Yeah, he's just bag chasing, not ring chasing. Yeah, I I don't think I don't I think him going to Tennessee does absolutely nothing. Like you see all those uh memes like when Dylan Brooks joined the Rockets, you see their futures odds to win the finals and it like doesn't change. That's exactly what Probably would happen if he down. went to Tennessee. <laughs> well, D-Hop is going to end his career kind of like Randy Moss did with the Titans. Imagine they still yeah. had AJ Brown on the other side though. With Derrick Henry in the backfield, a good Ryan Tannehill at the. At I like the, Traylon uh, Burks. I, I liked him. He was a good receiver last year, rookie. Yeah. Good stuff. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have confirmed that their orange cream color jerseys will be returning this season. What do we think, boys? These are some good looking jerseys. I mean, imagine if they had them with Brady. I know Huff said that earlier. What do you guys think about these jerseys? They they the iciest yeah, I, coming into this season. I think they missed out on on uh, doing it the year after Brady retired, but yeah, I mean these are pretty cool. It's a nice throwback. This is that's like these are throwback to when they won the Super Bowl uh, the first time. Oh two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that with that good defense. But I, I love these reverse retro type. These aren't reverse retro. These are just retro jerseys. Teams are breaking them out. I I mentioned the Patriots in my top three jerseys in a few segments back, but. Uh, Gotta love the NFL lighting up the rules and allowing cool ones like that. It's the it's the helmet. Now they're allowed the alternate helmet. That's what changed everything. Is Baker gonna be a dog in those jerseys? Mackey doesn't think so. But... Twenty lose twenty four so to seven I, on Thursday night football in those jerseys. But he'll have a sick. Baker. He's he's a garbage time goat though. He loves I making it interesting like, at the end. Yeah, yeah. When the pressure is not on, he's he's one of the best in the league. Yeah. Alrighty, boys, and to wrap up our NFL segment for this week, we have our off-season positional rankings. Let's take a look at everyone's top five tight ends coming into this season. Who wants to get us going? I'll get us going here. Jesus. Bless you. Thank you. I'll get us going here. Um, top five tight ends. We, like you said, we've done the last couple positions the past couple weeks. I'm going to go five to one here. I think we're all going to have the same top three. 
uh, pretty similar with with the wide receiver position. I think it's a pretty consensus uh, top top couple guys in the NFL. But number five, little bias here. I'm gonna go my guy Dalton Schultz. Uh, pretty pretty bias makes me some money. So Dalton Schultz joining joining the Houston Texans, but uh, still a top guy in the league in my opinion. So I'm gonna slide him there at that number five spot. Number four, I'm gonna go Dallas Goddard, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, true tight end, definitely a guy. Not necessarily one of the best in the league, but I'd put him in that top five. A consistent true tight end. Uh, number three, Mark Andrews. Number two, George Kittle. Number one, Travis Kelsey. All for the reasons that we're all going to have that top three. Uh, at least I assume we're all going to have that same top three. Huff, when you said a little biased, I thought you were going to throw Muth in there because he's right on the edge <laughs> of it. Or he's maybe a year or two out. I was um, going to, I truly, I said it last year. I truly think that by the end of this year, he'll be arguably a top five tight end. Yeah, yeah, I think like right now he's probably in like eight to twelve, but he has the potential to shoot up to like six to eight, in my opinion. He's just like a true tight end. Like he's never gonna have the the Kyle Pitts seventy, you know what I mean, sixty yard run or run after. But catch. he'll catch like, seven for seventy in a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say even seven for forty in two touchdowns. Yeah, he actually he's actually more athletic than you're giving him credit for too. They actually I remember watching some Steelers games last year. They designed some plays to him. Get him involved yep. in weird ways. He's he's got a lot of potential, especially in that offense and the way that they're able to develop tight ends. I'm eager to see him jump up the boards. But, that, uh, I was I think for all the reasons you just said, the weapons all around the field. I think that's going to be Pickett's security blanket all year. Yeah, for sure. And big eighty-eight. How do you miss him? Um, I'll get I'll get into my top five here real quick. Uh, coming at number five, I had the same guy as you on my list, just one slot lower. I'll go with Dallas Goddard there for the Philadelphia Eagles. Underrated. Stud does it year in, year out. Edged out Zach Ertz from the team a few years ago, so he's earned his spot there. For him going with TJ Hawkinson, I couldn't believe that the Lions moved on from him, but he's one of the best younger tight ends in the league. Um, very similar to these top three guys who are Mark Andrews, obviously, in Baltimore. Um, a little tough because of the usage there and uh, the weapons around them, but he's elite and the things he makes happen in the red zone, and then the rack is insane. I'm going to go with George Kittle at two, even though I think he's more electric than more dynamic than Travis Kelsey, but how do you not put Travis Kelsey at number one? He does everything. But I like how Kittle can break off those 80-yard catch-and-runs. Um, just a different type of guy. Younger legs, I guess, but Kelsey's second-best tight end in NFL history, in my opinion, so he's got to be number one after another ring. Yeah, good list. I really like that TJ Hawkinson pick. He's in mine as well. Um, number five, I'm going to go... I'm going to say right now it's biased because I, I do think Goddard might edge him out, but I'm going to go Dalton Schultz at five. Uh, touchdown animal. Um, obviously, he, he thrived with uh, Dak, but he doesn't have him this year anymore. So we'll see what he can do coming into the 2023 season. But, uh, I don't want to cut you off, hop- but I, I do. the reason I put him in there, I think he's going to help that young Texans team a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm just being a little biased on that as well because Goddard yeah. is a beast. But before I'm going to go Hawk as well, I, th- I feel like he goes a little under the radar as well. Um, puts up numbers every, week in, week out. Definitely one of the best most reliable tight ends in the league, a position that you don't really have much to rely on. Um, and then number three, two, and one, I'm going to go same as you guys. I, actually, yeah, yeah, same as you guys. I'm going to go Mark Andrews three. I think Mark Andrews would be two if he wasn't injured for most of the season last year. And obviously Lamar's, Lamar had his shit going on as well. But uh, Mark Andrews three, George Kittle two, and obviously um, second best tight end of all time, Travis Kelsey. Crazy that my brother will die on the hill that Mark Andrews is the clear cut number two tight end. I I, I, I think I I think it's a very good argument. I, I would definitely put him at two if he had a consistent season last year. Neither did Kittle though. He only played half the year. 
Yeah, but our, he he was playing more than Andrews. Mm, he played like the, they played like reverse season. If you put them together, they had a full season, I think. But it's like, but K- Kittle's always gonna like you said. Kittle puts up the splash numbers and the big plays that you remember. Andrews is more of a slant at the goal line touchdown for six yards. You know what I mean? And 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 don't get me wrong, Andrews is right there. I think it, I I really think it goes Kelsey Kittle Andrews, but. Andrews, he can make that run after catch, too. He's a lot more athletic than people think. Very strong receiver. Great in the red zone. He sees a lot of targets, too, because of the lack of receiving uh, weapons. I'm eager to see how he performs this year with guys like Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, We know Duvernay and Bateman are there already. They're going to steal targets from him a bit. But uh, you remember when he was playing with Hayden Hurst, a better tight end compliment? Uh, I think he needs someone to step up in that way. What's his name? Uh... Who's the tight end, the, the young one they have behind him right now? He's not Who, too bad. Where? In Baltimore. Isaiah Likely. Yeah, he's actually pretty good from Coastal Carolina, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually pretty good too, too. So I, the Baltimore Ravens are set up for success this year, and Andrew's their best weapon. Yeah, that's a good. That is a good point. I like not saying top five, but that having Likely on the other side, they do have a really good tight end core. It opens up a lot for. Travis Kelsey, though, I mean, how good is he? That guy's insane. How many more years do we think he has? Do you think there's he? ever He's older a than we all think he is. He's been yeah, in the league yeah, nine he's years. Like 30, I think he's like 34. Crazy, though. He's still winning Super Bowls. And he's the focal point of the offense. Do you think Travis there's... Is, Travis is 33. He'll be 34 by week five of the NFL season. Do you think there's any chance he catches the great... Gronk? I don't think so. Gronk Gronk put up like bigger stats in his prime in my opinion. And Gronk Gronk was just way too dominant. Like Kelsey obviously very dominant, but like not like Gronk was. Put it this way, you saw you saw you've seen Kelsey get lit up a few times in the NFL. Not often at all, but he'll he'll take a shot here and there. Gronk would carry two or three guys on his back. Yeah, it was Gronk, he was just a different animal. Gronk was the only Obviously, I always say I respect Brady. I like Brady, but I was a true Gronkowski fan. I had a the jersey, like I was all in on Gronk. He was the most exciting player to watch in his time. And the off the field antics definitely helped. But the thing is with Kelsey, I wonder if it's recency bias for us to say he's the clear cut number two tight end of all there's, time. I wonder there, if you'd ask someone questions. older. You got Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. I was thinking, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. You, there's definitely question for him being number two i don't think he's the clear-cut number two i definitely think he's number two uh, i want to hear wait i want to hear jesse's list because there's there's two guys that none of us have said yet that i want to see if any of us say i hope you're not thinking kyle pitts sorry to cut you off i was waiting for you to say kyle pitts that was one of them there's still one i'm waiting on that easily could be in this top five in my opinion just injuries have been a problem all right for me number five tj hawkinson uh you know vikings when he joined the vikings he just or got picked by the Vikings, excuse me, just start dominating right off the bat. I liked him. I've always had a good eye for him. At four, Dallas Goddard, Eagles. When he got traded over there, he just started dominating. Um, three, Mark Andrews. Two, George Kittle. And one, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so no, all right, the oh, one Darren I'm waiting on. The one, the, Darren Waller. Yeah, that's, that's the one I was waiting yeah. on. Why do you I, think I was throwing up the W? He's washed. He's washed. Well, he, I, I don't think he makes a case w for top five. Washed. But... <laughs> I don't think he makes a case for top five, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of you guys threw him in top five. I almost Two put year... him at my five instead of Schultz. Two years ago, he would he was top three, top four. 
He was yeah. or he was he was four. Like no remember, question four, if not three, two years ago. Remember the stellar season from Jordan Reed? Yeah. That that's a that's Before, somebody. Well that he was always like hurt. Twitter. He was always good. He got hurt. When he was when he was on the skins in twenty sixteen or seventeen, I had him on my fantasy team. He was the best uh tight end or fantasy wise, best tight end in the league. Just couldn't stay on the field like the rest of those Redskins. Yeah. I liked Vernon Davis. He was another good tight end from back in the day. I, said, was, I was gonna say I, I Ace, I don't I think you liked my tweet. I, there was a random tweet the one day it was like, Who's your favorite random tight end of all time? I was like, I was always a Vernon Davis guy. <laughs> yeah, he was really good on the 49ers too. Did he play with Kaepernick? He was that's when he was in there. He, he went to the Super Bowl with Alex him. Smith. He, he, yeah, yeah, he was that Alex Smith, Kaepernick era Niners team. Who else did yeah, he play for? Another he played guy, for another, another team. He played for the Redskins as well, I believe. Redskins, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Another one that we haven't mentioned, just shout out to him, Antonio Gates. I mean, that guy was a bucket for a while. What about Witten? Yeah, Witten was good. He was solid. Never any success, but he was very... Aaron he's got Hernandez. top five numbers. Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, you know, straight shooter, man. Yeah. yeah I, I like this list. For... I'm still on Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis, all he had like nine years in San Francisco, and then he got traded to Denver midseason. Then he signed with the Redskins for four years. That makes sense. I was gonna yeah, say I don't good. really remember him in Denver. Played nine games in Denver. That's the tight end's got to be the most uh, like we were saying earlier with the Brotherhood tight end university. Got to be probably the funniest uh, positional group in the NFL. The actual people that play that position. One thing Wait, we don't take the- into a into account enough we talk about it week to week is the blocking and how important that is as a tight end he won the super bowl with the broncos he got traded to the broncos the other i was super gonna bowl. say i was gonna say maybe it was it might have been that year oh, I, thought they they jacob, were, I thought they had jacob tammy no Peyton. yep julius thomas it was he was on that team he was on that team with julius thomas yeah Remember how good he was that year? That was yeah, all Peyton and then Manning. He got, you know? And then he went to the Jaguars and was terrible. Yeah, he signed that massive deal with the Jags. He he played in two Super Bowls. Yeah, he played in the Super Bowl, the power outage Super Bowl um, <laughs> with the 49ers. The and ball. then the they almost came back. In the, in the Denver-Carolina Super Bowl, he didn't have a catch, didn't have a target, didn't have any yards. I don't even think he touched the field. Hmm. I heard. But he, got, Miller, but he got the ring. Miller MVP. That was DeMarcus was Ware, like, too, on that defense. He was a beast. Yeah. His fake spin. Keep to lead. Yeah, defense definitely won it. But I, think the, I think the final score was like 13-8, to eight, wasn't it? No, I thought they smoked them. No, they smoked Carol. Oh, they smoked Carolina. You're right. Um, no, Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl, it was a low-scoring game. Yeah, the, you're thinking of Ace. You're thinking of when Peyton got blown out by my Seahawks. No, I was thinking of when they beat Carolina days. Panthers. What was the score? That, here, wait, I have to pull it up. I thought they got crushed early and Cam Newton was laying on no, the ground. No, you're right. Huff, you're right. It was The Panthers game, it wasn't a blowout. It was uh, when he when Denver got blown out, like 43 to 41 to something. I'm looking up the score from that game. 24 to 10, the Broncos won. Yeah, and they oh, went up early. They were up, they were up 10 nothing in the first quarter, and they never looked back. What about yeah. when uh, Denver got blown out? They definitely got blown out. That was when they, it was, it four, was forty-three to eight. It was forty-three to eight. That's why Seattle smoked them. Yeah, it was a safety in the first play. Yeah, Seattle smoked them. I was like, I remember because uh, that's when I that was a, Russ's second year. That was like 
I was my second year really liking Seattle. I remember all my friends, like, that was Peyton Manning in Denver, like, the best team. This team's going to win the Super Bowl. They have no chance. I was like, I'll take Seattle. I was, I was the only one of my friends. I was trying to find anyone to get to bet on with me. I'm like, so he's so young to gamble. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll clean house on this Super Bowl. This that was a good one for me. It was the most boring Super Bowl of all time, 43-8 to eight final score. But <laughs> Both man. Malcolm Smith, Super Bowl MVP. Tons of good stuff here, boys, out of the NFL. Just 57 days until the regular season kicks off, so I'm very excited about that. I know you guys are too. Lots in the works for things during that season as well. But let's jump over to the MLB. Let's start off with our power rankings for this week, the week of July 10th. At number five, we have the Texas Rangers. Number four, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Number three, the Baltimore Orioles. Number two, the Tampa Bay Rays. And at number one, the Atlanta Braves. Securing their spot at number one for yet another week. What do you guys have to say about this week's power rankings? Braves are not going anywhere anytime soon. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I think I think that I think we finally have had the situation where the Rays have seen their last uh, time at number one. I think the Braves are there to stay, like Mackie said. Those Marlins, I think, got snubbed this week, though. I will say. Marlins, uh, we got who the Dodgers, um, a couple other Dodgers AL East teams. Yeah, Dodgers. Marlins, D-backs then? D-backs? D-backs got snubbed, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they really got snubbed, though. The sad. Cincinnati Reds, Jesse Jesse loves the Cincinnati Reds. He bets on them every day, I think. I like them, too. They're always plus I, money. I do always take the Reds. I don't know why. They're always plus money, though. They, they win a lot. Value. I was going to say, they're like 25-8 and eight since bringing what's-his-name up. Jesse, I think that brings us into one of the next topics about Ellie, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, prior to the All-Star break, Ellie De La Cruz yet again made headlines as he stole second, third, and home all in the same inning. He's been the catalyst to the Reds' newfound success. Let's see what he has in store for the second half of this season uh, after this All-Star break. He stole third and home on the same pitch, so he stole third. He threw it back to the mound. The guy just wasn't paying attention, and he just he stole it. That was so cool. Yeah, his speed is just impeccable. It's absolutely insane how fast this guy is. He gets down the line before the guy can even turn around. He's sliding already. I love when he hits the infield ground balls and beats him out like every time. A routine ground ball. He's half dude. He beat a routine ground ball like before the ball was even in the or before the the bag was even in the frame. He was through the bag. It was insane. That whole team, though, I mean, obviously he headlines everything, but all these rookies they called up throughout the year that weren't on the opening day roster, and now they have Votto back, too. They have, like, I always say they have more guys in their system because they do. I mean, this run that they're on, I wonder if they can keep it up. I think they might fizzle out down the stretch, but uh, that's, that's yet have, to be seen. I think they have the keys there. I don't know. They just got that guy Ben Lively back on the mound, too. He had a good game. I think he had like a low three ERA um, in the first half. So that'll be a nice add to come back to. But I still think one of these older, uh, was that NL Central teams will, will come back and steal a division. But I hope the Reds can hang on. Brew Crew? Yeah, Brew Crew. You got the Cubbies, the Pirates. I think the Cubbies and Pirates are kind of dead <laughs> in the water at this point. Cardinals, Cardinals cannot make a comeback at this point, I don't think. The Pirates just needed to avoid. They had a fucking 10 or 11 game losing streak, and then like two weeks later, they had like an eight game losing streak. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do it twice. 
Yeah, you can have one. Every team has one of those stretches where they lose like three series, just whether they lose them or get swept. You lose maybe eight straight, nine straight. Like, but fucking 18 games in a month? That's like. <laughs> they had a worse record probably than the A's that month. Yeah, they probably did. Good stuff, boys. Why don't we jump in and review uh, this home run derby and all star game real quick? Vladdy Guerrero Jr. wins the 2023 Home Run Derby, taking down Randy Rosarina in the final. Guerrero closed it plus 370 to win the Derby. Pretty darn impressive there. Did any of us have him advance through any of the rounds? No, I actually... Rosarina ruined my whole night. That's right, um, you did I have him. Adelis Garcia to get out of the first round. That didn't look like a good pick the entire time. The one that I really wanted that ended up boosting, I got it at like plus 255, was the Luis Robert to the finals. Rosarina puts up 35 in the second round, and I knew I was getting tucked away to bed before the finals. But, um, yeah, uh, Rosarina was there to play. It looked like the the finals was a little interesting because uh, Guerrero obviously had just got done hitting the big boy. They're like, all right, you get five minutes, and then you're right back up to bat. And he's probably like, what the fuck? Are you, you have to go right now? Like, Meanwhile, Rosarina was sitting over there. I think it was 45 minutes in between at-bats. He's sitting And over he there wasn't in watching. the cage. I was going to say he wasn't doing anything. He was just sitting there. Like, I was I was like, I'd at least go hit a couple balls. Like, I'm not in the league, but, like, I'd maybe want to stay warm. Once they said it was, like, 35-ish minutes since his lasted bad, I'd be like, go hit some balls. Like, what are you doing still sitting out there? Like, I guess you, you get could, tired. You could tell in that last round, too, that it looked like he had been off because he started the first, like, minute on a low rate, and then that second minute, he popped off. He didn't hit any far enough to get that big bonus, which would have helped him win. But I the think bonus he was, wins you if you get that bonus. He was hitting him like that. Though. Did you see a Rosarina? Do you see a Rosarina just like hitting him? It was like one after another, after another, after another. When he got on a tear, he was ripping him. But like you said, Hoff, going into that final round, everybody thought Vladdy was dead. I made our breaking news about that this week, kind of. Um, I actually ended up throwing on that. He was plus one seventy five going into that final round. I was like, that's pretty crazy, honestly. Dude, going into the round with Julio, he was plus three seventy five still. That's crazy. Because people thought he was going to fizzle out because he's, he's fat lad. Because he's, he's, yeah, because he's fat lad. They thought he was just going to get too tired and not be able to hit the ball through the fucking stadium. He's the biggest yeah, dude he out was there. Like, if bombs. he hits the ball, it's out. Yeah. But the only tough thing is, uh, yeah, like the tiredness said, like that was the only bat I ended up hitting that night. I got crushed on the over distance, 484 and a half, and it hit 484 by Lewis Robert. I was like, that's such a bad beat. <laughs> Maybe they got to remeasure that ball, honestly. I bet you they could grab another foot there. But um, I got blue ball by, by uh, J-Rod as well. He put up that classic first round. I didn't get to watch because I was coaching. But then I, I got got out to see him lose to Vladdy. So I was like, tough. Got to jump on the Vladdy wagon now. And it cashed, luckily. Yeah, I started off. I I, uh, I got a Dallas at plus money because of an odds boost. Terrible, terrible performance. And then I got Adley right before the right before the round started. He puts up twenty eight. I'm feeling good. And I look over and Louis Robert has twenty eight before his extra time. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> man, I'm done betting on this. Like, I just, and then that I get so mad every at year in the for losing money on this stupid shit. I bet That's, the Derby every year, and you got I, it. I I can't tell you the last time I've actually had my guy get to the finals. That's why or win it or. No, I've never had a guy win it. So that's why this year I was like, I'm just going to take him to get to the finals. Because last year, who did Soto beat last year? Was it Alonzo? No, Alonzo got it? out in the first round. Both years? Losing. 
Yeah, who did Soto beat last year? Couldn't tell you. I'm going to look it up. You guys, you guys keep going. I'll get back to my... Yeah, I think the out. last time... my Well, that's the best event of the summer. I think the last time I actually hit on a winner was probably with, like... Um, what was the year that, like, Bryce Harper did it? I Julio like, Rodriguez, huh? Oh, Julio, yeah, okay. It last wasn't year. last year then. I had the pictures of all the recent winners. That was what my... It was on my video. Alonzo won two it, before that. Soto, Alonzo, Alonzo, Bryce Harper in 2018, Aaron Judge 2017, Stanton 16, and then Todd Frazier 15. And then it just gets Cespedes in 14. That's a flash from the past. How about 13 and 14 for Joanna Cespedes? I didn't yeah, say that. Alonzo did the same thing, both Mets. That's all they can win, man. They love the home run derby. That's the most exciting event of the MLB season, in my opinion, though. I mean, it's so fun to watch. Adley Rutschman and Switch hitting, too. That was not setting the record for most Switch hit home runs in a derby. That, that was incredible. I was like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Even though Mackie, like you said the other night, he played himself by not hitting right the whole time and just winning because of the stadium. But, I mean, yeah, it's, a pretty Louis, cool feat. it's a pretty Robert, cool feat to do that on live TV and own that record of Switch hit home runs in a derby. Especially I hitting off your dad. I still don't think that he was going to... Yeah, that's why I picked him, because his dad was pitching to him. I was like, oh, the chemistry here, they've been practicing this <laughs> forever. But uh, Louis Robert just went off. He was not losing that. What about Vladdy's head coach throwing him uh, BP for it, too? That's pretty cool. You guys see the guy pitching to Alonzo? <laughs> yeah, terrible. Oh, my God. And he's had the best pitcher the last three years. I, I was going to say the... The one that surprised me the most was um, Julio in the first round. 41 fucking home runs. Like that, at home. I, at home, yeah. Talk about getting that crowd into it. I know he was one of the last guys to go in the first round, but damn, 41. I actually missed his first round performance, like the first part of it. I watched the bonus. I come downstairs. I forget what number he was at. I'm like, holy shit, he hasn't even hit his bonus yet? And my dad was like, no, he still has a minute or 30 seconds, whatever it was, and then it ends at 41. I'm like, who, who was Julio going against in the first round? Was it uh, Pete? Alonzo, yeah, Alonzo. Yeah, it was like, don't even go up to bat, dude. 41? <laughs> right after he hit it, I was like, yeah, Alonzo's hit 42. I think he hit like 18. <laughs> yeah. I so Me and my cousin were talking about this when we were watching it. I think it is – a thousand times it's not even comparable how much easier it is to go first in that and not have to hit a number not not have to know what you have to get to mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, here's the other thing i wanted to say so like do you guys remember the old format with the outs yeah so much 10 better. outs what do you like better the 10 outs or this because i i outs. hate here's here's my thing with this new format i like it i like seeing the high numbers all that you know adley Luis robert 28 27 home runs it's like big scores it's what everyone wants to see a lot of home runs Everyone wants to see a lot of home runs. I don't even see the fucking ball land. You I'm yeah, watching that's the what next, I'm saying. I'm watching the watch next. It. I'm watching the next ball before that one even lands. Yeah, it's so I fast. I think it's so. I think it's so flawed because initially they said that you cannot throw a next pitch until until the first one lands. Lands, and, and then now they're just then firing it, them off, bro. And I'm you like, see a Rose Arena, dude. And and because you want to know why? Because even with the rule, they could they they weren't stopping it. So they were just like, "Fuck it, let's just get rid of this rule." So they're just gonna start firing them off, and you can't even, you can't even like appreciate it the is, home runs. The guy hits at four hundred and sixty feet, and you're already he's already swinging the bat again. Yeah, and he yeah. Ju- and he just hit a ground ball, and you you, yeah. you know what I mean. You don't. <laughs> I also even think know. that I, I I think it's I think the old way is way better. I also think that putting little kids in the outfield is probably the dumbest thing any league has ever done. I mean, 
You're putting you're putting ten year olds in the outfield for Vladdy Jr. to hit 110 miles. Praise to that kid. Praise to that kid. Like, like these guys got to be signing papers. Kid's like, going to catch the ball. He's looking the wrong way. Smacks him in the face. Do you see the kid that got hit? Yeah. I saw a picture of him after. His eye was a balloon, dude. It's like this kid did not have a good time. You gotta keep his glove up. Poor kid. <laughs> that'll that'll. That'll teach him how to keep his club up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucked up, though, in my opinion. Why are you putting 10-year-olds out there for Vladdy Jr. to hit 110-mile-per-hour shots at him? They were, talking on part of, they were talking on part of my take. They were talking about that this morning, and Big Cat said they should just put a bunch of obese men out there and watch them run around and fight over <laughs> these baseballs. <laughs> that, that'd be he was more like, entertaining. He was, like, get, he was like, get them the perfectly level of drunk Make them all be shirtless, and they have to chase the chase the balls that stay in the stadium. <laughs> I was dying. All right, boys, let's go over the uh, All Star Game here. The National League won the 2023 All Star Game by a score of three to two. The American League has won the previous nine matchups in the Midsummer Classic. Uh, looks like the under hit seven and a half. National League closed at Huff. What'd you say? One fifteen, something around there. I, can't I think it was minus one twenty. What do you guys think about this one? It was a sketch line. Uh, Mackie said it. We should have knew when we saw Zach. I mean, I know they pitch for an inning, but when you see the the matchup, when you're loading up the sports book and it's Garrett Cole versus Zach Gallen, and Zach Gallen has a minus one twenty favorite. I mean, I knew there was something a little fishy up there, but. Um, the AL had the lead the whole time. I knew, I knew I should have hedged at the whenever they had the two-one lead. Um, but uh, I still don't even know his name, Mackie. What's the guy's name on the, uh, the won the MVP? Diaz. Diaz. Elias Diaz hits yeah. the home run. And <laughs> me and Mackie were watching that before we got in the meeting last night when that happened. I was like, Elias Diaz just hit a home run. Mackie's like, who's he even fucking play for? <laughs> I actually had no idea who that was. I don't know if that makes me a casual. I know I'm not a casual. Dude, he's a Rocky. None of us I know had, who that is. Like, I had no idea who that was. He, You said his name, and I was like, who You don't know Elias that? Diaz, dude? Come I on. didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, you can Come call on. me a casual for that one. I didn't know who that was. No, I'm just messing with you. He's not a big name, but I just know him from fantasy baseball. So he's like one of those catchers that's always on the streaming wire. He has nine home runs in the season. <laughs> Yeah, I go, Mackie, how many home runs does this guy have? He goes, nine. I go, and he plays for the fucking Rockies. Six of them are probably in Denver. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, the rosters don't even matter. The NL roster looked a lot better, but, I mean, they bet, what, once, maybe twice, and then they have these these reserves coming in. I mean, it, you're basically flipping a coin, in, in my opinion. It was, it was yeah. pretty cool to see the uh, all-Atlanta Braves infield at one point, though. Yeah, and the Rangers had six starters. That's insane. Crazy, man. I think yesterday was the first time that there was someone with the same name that hit the home run in the game with Diaz and Diaz, and that was the first time someone pitched on their birthday in the All-Star game with Justin Steele. Second Second time. time? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Yanni and then Elias Diaz. First time. I hated to see my boy. I That's hate cool. to see my boy Mitch Keller come in there in the second inning, give up that solo shot, but I was on the AL money line, it, so I was. Yeah, but it, was you didn't even make out with it, though, so it I makes know. it even worse. So it was just lose, lose. Yeah, but I had the I had the under, I had the under, so I was okay. I ended up live betting under five and a half. I didn't have the initial under. And you still hit. Yeah, I was sweat. That's why I was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like, if they tie this up, I'm I'm literally. I literally, I told I told I remember telling Mackie I was like, if this goes three three and the NL ends up winning four three, I'm fucked. <laughs> That's why you said last night. Oh, this is gonna go to extras, isn't it? Yeah. Because and, and then and then I remembered the All Star game extra innings. It's not extra innings. It's a swing off. It's a three pitch swing off for home runs. So it would have been fucking run 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 run, <laughs> like a free over. It would have been. It would have been like if goals in the shootout count for the over. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, boys, that's lots of good stuff there out of the MLB. That season's going to continue here well into the start of our other season, so really excited about that. Let's shift our focus over to the NHL. First point I have, Keandre Miller is staying in New York, signing a two-year $3.9 million average deal to stay with the Rangers. Mackie, what do you think about this one? The Rangers adding another piece. Yeah, definitely someone that we needed to keep on. Um, keeping our young core there, uh, defending the blue line. I love Condre Miller. I feel like he goes a little under the radar. Not as much anymore, but um, definitely a, a, a steady defenseman that we like to have, him and Fox together. I know they don't play together, but having both of them in the uh, first and second D pair is, is pretty lethal. I, I, I'm a big fan of this guy. Yeah, that solidifies your blue line. Two point what? What'd you say? It's pretty cheap for a... two, two, two years, just under two million. Like, yeah, I thought that uh, too. I saw this deal. I'm like, who's his agent? He needs a new agent. <laughs> yeah, Rangers are signing for for cheap. They've signed a, a few guys. I guess yeah. He's probably like, I'm. I got drafted here. Let's. This team's ready now. Let's try to. You know what I mean? I'll try to run it back with them. And then at the end of this two year deal, if you guys don't win a cup in the next two years, unless you offer him ten million a year, he's probably walking. Yeah, he'll he'll make his money. He, he's got a lot of potential up there, and somebody's gonna offer him a lot of money at the end of these two years. But it's not the Rangers. But I think they uh, they're trying to build something here, and he definitely wants to run it back with his team. Yeah, uh, that's exactly how I take it. Good signing though. Jury's doing a good job in this offseason. season. I like it. Good stuff there, boys. Let's shoot over to the Red Wings. Alex Debrinkat signed a four-year, $31.5 million deal with the Red Wings. Debrinkat comes from the Ottawa Senators, but brings a lot of talent to the Red Wings roster that is on the up and up. I think the Red Wings are going to sneak into a uh, playoff spot with this addition coming into this season. What, what are you thinking, Huff? Red Wings guy, what are we thinking? I've, I, I really like this move for them. They get a true goal scorer to slide into that top set of forwards. A uh, guy that's had, I, I feel like I remember Debrinkat in Chicago. What do you have, 35-plus, 40 goals, right around there? He was lighting the lamp, it seemed like, every night in Chicago. And you get a guy like that to a young team in Detroit, put him up there with uh, a Dylan Larkin maybe. I don't know exactly what their lines are looking like right now in Detroit, but I really like this move for them, get a guy in there to maybe score 30-plus goals on the year. Um, young, Also some young legs, and you get him at a good price, four years, seven million, seven and a half million average, so... Um, I really like that deal for Detroit. Yeah, I like that deal as well. And I think he's going to fit in well with that high-flying offense. Um, so it kind of pays dividends to have a lot of cap space and be a bad team because they bring in JT Comfer and Alex Dabrinkit now. Um, two great players that are going to have immediate impacts on this team. But I can't wait to watch him on the power play with Larkin. He's just going to cook and be the focal point of it. Uh, maybe see him put up 40-plus. I agree with you, Huff. So I don't think this projects them to get into the playoffs. Still a lot of questions in the net and on the back end and that depth but I do think it'll make them a much more exciting team and put them almost in the conversation with the Buffalo Sabres. I was going to say, that that kind of signing is what puts you, you... You you look at a schedule like, I don't know exactly how many one-goal games they had last year, but like 
when you add a guy like you said, a Comfort and a DeBrincat, I'm not saying you're adding a McDavid or a McKinnon, but you add depth players like that. When you have a 2-1 game or a 2-1 loss to a San Jose or a team that's not that bad on your home ice, I like to think guys like this will turn turn some of those losses into at least overtime losses or a win. Yeah, this will be a fun team to watch for sure coming into the season. Yeah, lots of good moves and extensions here. Another one, the Los Angeles Kings extend Anze Kopitar. Two-year, $14 million for that extension. Guy's just living the dream out there in L.A., making fucking all this money, playing really for the Kings. He won his cups. He's just staying there at this point. I'm surprised he's getting $7 million, though. That's such a I, That's so much money for opinion. him. That's, that's a backbreaker, like a... in my opinion, for the Kings, especially for a team that is kind of right there in the Western Conference. And they're putting all the bricks together. They're building it up. And then you go and spend $7 million a year on Anze Kopitar. It's like, ah. I mean, it's still I feel really like it's good. more of like a, it's like a respect thing. Like you've been, I think it's a, yeah, two cups. Uh, we're not going to give you less than $7 million a year. Most hockey teams, though, most hockey guys take a little pay cut in the tail end of their career to make sure they can get another chance at a ring. But I guess two is enough for him. He's in LA. You got to pay those fucking taxes. He needs that 7 million. Yeah, he, yeah, wants he wants to be <laughs> set for a while, man. At his skill rate, I guess seven million is still good. I would just expect a hometown guy that long to be able to come in at maybe around five and a half. I thought it, I thought the same thing, Ace. I was like, is he trying to rob them? What's is like this has to be his? How old is he? I feel like, it, like this has to be a last deal, maybe. Probably like yeah, 30, it's gotta be a last three. Deal. Yeah, but that's that's a good team. They've been making good moves throughout the off season. They were on a good season last year, so I think that that LA team it still has a lot of juice in them. He's thirty five. Good young core over there. Yeah, this is his last deal of his career, in my opinion. All right, next point here. Two-time Stanley Cup champion Patrick Hornquist has announced his retirement from the NHL. So congrats to him on a great career. He, you know, was a key. He got both, he got both his cups in uh, Pittsburgh, didn't he? Correct, mm-hmm. yeah. He uh, came from the Predators, and we beat the Predators in the finals there, him scoring that game-winning goal there in that final game, so electric every time he'd play for the penguins he was always a hard worker he's a good uh good voice in the locker he was a, he yeah. was a son of a bitch of the, to play against he had to be part of the hbk line so pesky no Haglin. it was Haglin, benino kessel yeah i couldn't remember if it was Haglin or hornquist i'm like i know they're hornquist both hornquist was always with sid yeah he could put the puck in the net he was a sniper and he had some power forward size to him he was a pesky and he'd go to the, he'd I was gonna say he'd Not sit in front bit. of the net. He was he was really like solid though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he played aggressive hockey. Very. That's why. That's why I said Hard I feel like he had to be. A, he had to be the kind of guy you don't look forward to play against because just because pesky in front of the net, like Mackie, you know, goalies getting up in the fucking crease and shit, pissing him off. He was just that kind of dude, and he was never known as like the tough guy. You know what I never. mean? But he was always there, always in the hard to get areas, always where you want to be to score goals, and you know, in front of the net, but. Yeah, two cups in Pittsburgh. He was definitely a great player while he was here. Where did he finish off at? Florida. Oh, that's right. That's right. Good for him. Good for him. Hopefully he retires in Florida, stays in Florida, or goes back to... He's... I think he's from Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, I was going to say Swedish. Gotta be a Swede. Yeah. Good for him. Great for him. Yeah, next Got blonde hair, blue eyes, and that last name. I'm going to go with Sweden. Yeah, I think that's fair. (laughs) I think that's very fair. Next point I have here, the Canucks Inc. Niles Hoglander to a two-year... Two and a half million dollar deal. Uh, I hope I said that name right, but little addition there on the he's he's a defenseman, right? Where was he last year? I'm blanking. He was he was in he was in Vancouver. Okay, I thought so. Oh no, he's a winger. So he just re re signed there two years. Okay, 
Canucks. Yeah. Eh, I don't. I've said. I've made my statement about the Canucks. I don't really watch too many Canucks games. They're always in that uh, Western time zone. And when I'm watching Western games, I usually stay up to watch McDusty or McKinnon. Yeah, not the Sedin sisters. Ever since they left, they've been a, an irrelevant franchise. But uh, Quinn Hughes. They have some other good players on that team too. So like, yeah, you see them sometimes late like, night getting beat up. I do on. like Pedersen. I like Pedersen. Yeah. They have some guys that Peterson. have skill. Is it Peter? It is Peterson. Yeah, it's Peterson. Elias, Elias Peterson. Yeah. Which Which Elias Peterson is the question though? I think there's two of them in the NHL. I was gonna say I think there is two of them. And there's a Marcus. The Penguins just The Penguins just had Marcus Peterson. Peterson. I'm Peterson. I'm. I'm. Nathan Peterman. Too many names. Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. That guy's pick awful. quarterback turned third stringer. He's a great pit. Yeah. Are we talking Carolina Panthers or Florida Panthers now? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of good stuff, boys. Can, to keep rolling in the NHL, the Sharks add forward Philip Zadina from the Red Wings, signing him to a one-year, $1.1 million deal. Another little ad there. Uh, talking about the Red Wings again. Any comments on that one? I got nothing on that. Good, good. And going back. Other than to- he's the dude, that's the dude that hit the gritty whenever I was at the Penguins Red Wings game last oh. year and the Red Wings oh. won in overtime and he, he hit the gritty. He was kind of sick. <laughs> I just heard that lives rent free in Jesse's mind. <laughs> Jesse had front row tickets to that. Yeah, we were in the second <laughs> row. It was, it right was right in front of us. That's like the first. Yeah, it was, uh, it's ugly too on ice, but Jesse's probably in the background it. like this. <laughs> Good thing oh. they inked that guy in the net to a few more years, huh? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's shift our focus back up to Canada. The Canadians add forward Alex Newhook from the Colorado Avalanche, signing him to a four-year, $11.6 million deal. That Canadians team can be... They'll be better than they were last year. I like this move for them. Newhook was a pretty solid player up in Colorado, and that's a, a team-friendly deal, in my opinion, for the Canadians. You get him at four years, just under $12 million. Uh, I, I really like that move. Like you said, they're they're not the best team, but they have the pieces in place. Suzuki... Josh Anderson, and obviously Caulfield. Cole Caulfield. So Caulfield, Caulfield's got to get going. He's the key to that team. Once he gets his uh, his stride underneath him, I think they'll be they'll be good to go for years to come. I really I think, like that top three they have of Suzuki, Caulfield, and Anderson. I, I I've always been I always like I thought Suzuki was a really good player when he came in the league, and obviously like Mackie said, we're just kind of waiting on Cole Caulfield to hit that stride. He's, he's yeah, I, I think. I think honestly, with a full year under his belt now, like full off season with Marty St. Louis at the helm, I think they're going to be a better team. Still in a very slaughterhouse division, though, so don't expect too much. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Couple more things here in the NHL. We talked about this last week. Milan Lucic back to Boston. He will wear number 17 for the Bruins, so dust off those old unis, whip them out. You're. Don't worry, I already did. Yeah, I already did. did. I'm not happy that I'm not happy that he's going to be on the ice for us, but I'm definitely going to support him. Love the guy, got his cup, got the jersey, and he'll probably fight people. Get that Milan Lucic fight club ready. Exactly. Back to what I said about your Patriots earlier, Ace. He was always my guy on the Bruins. I always liked him. Yeah, because he's like he's like stereotypical hockey player. He puts pucks on the second line, and he fucking kicks people's asses, hits people through the glass. Yeah, I mean, that's like all, that's be. like how I always tried to play. I was like, I just if I could just be this dude, the big motherfucker that just hits people, sits in front of the net, tips a couple pucks, rips a couple. Yeah. Everyone loves you. <laughs> yeah, big. He hit. doesn't wear a visor, like, does he? No. Uh-uh. 
He yeah, got, he's, he's got to be one of them. I think there's like seven left. He's got to be one of them. Yeah, he'll be, be on limited minutes in Beantown this time around, but happy to have him back. Saw the video of him and Pasta interacting the first time since he came back, so maybe he'll bring back the good Juju. Was Pasta on the and team? Bergeron and Bergeron and Creechie. Yeah, Pasta's a rookie. Oh, I didn't know that. Alrighty, last point here. Lots of chat about Eric Carlson and his next landing spot. Penguins of the Hurricanes seem to be very interested in him from what I see. Rob Rossi from The Athletic said the Penguins are confident that Pittsburgh is the most realistic spot for the demon Eric Carlson. Um, I believe that was uh, something he heard from the front office there. So curious to hear what you guys think. Do you think Eric Carlson's, obviously we know he's trying to move on here from um, San Jose. Where do you see him ending up? I was going to say, I, I I would like to see him in a Penguin uniform. I, I don't want to see us give up too much. Obviously, the Sharks are in a rebuild mode, so they're just looking for picks and a lot of young players, which two things the Penguins don't really have in their system right now, uh, looking to win this year, next year, uh, basically in this Crosby, Malkin, Latang era. And you bring a guy like uh, Eric Carlson in uh, to solidify that blue line, you'd have a true top four. Uh, we brought in Graves. I really like that signing from the Devils. I think you bring in a veteran like Eric Carlson to help run the power play. This would be huge. Um, but like I said, I think the asking price is the key thing. I don't want to give up too much. And uh, we really don't have many draft picks left to give up. We're kind of like the L.A. Rams. We just said fuck all of our draft picks for the next couple of years. So I don't really know what we have to give up for him. Um, but I, there was rumors that C uh, San Jose is going to pay 50% of his salary. That obviously entices things, but they – drives up the asking price for what you got to send back to San Jose. So um, my thing is just don't want to give up too much or any of the young pieces that we do have for a 33, 34-year-old defenseman. But anytime you get a guy like that who had 100 points last year coming off a Norris Trophy, you're going to take him. We were talking about this earlier today, honestly, and I was saying it would be a good replacement for Latang. after you were like, oh, a replacement for Latang, Not necessarily right away, but he I can fill I that truly thought you, No, I, I, I said that and, like, confused. I truly thought you thought Latang retired. No, and this isn't my, this isn't my take. I, I read this somewhere, a few subtweets reading through, and I was like, that's honestly a good take. I kind of agree with that. I think he'd fit well. Think about if yeah. you sign him, you could get him for, like, a three- to five-year deal, I'd assume. Just think of him three years from now leading that defensive core playing basically the same exact style as Chris Latang. Yeah. And imagine you have the both of them next year, going into next year. I mean, you guys are looking at another cup that you run the way you built your roster this offseason. You added Smith, you added uh, Jerry right back. There's no big changes really coming. So you might as well roll the dice and get that big fish if you can make waves. Yeah, that, that would definitely be Dubas. I, I, I've liked all the moves that Dubas has made since he's got here and I said I just don't want the asking price to be to be too much but like I said when you're getting a defenseman that's 100 points off of Norris like I'll take my chances I guess yeah why not you're all in on Crosby already you might as well keep rolling yeah I gotta get gotta get number four I said or we could just do another back-to-back -back, get him one for the pinky and thumb <laughs> Yes, very curious uh, as we get closer to this NHL season where Carlson may end up. If he becomes Pittsburgh Penguin, that'd be great for us. Lots to look forward to as this season is uh, quickly approaching. I would get an Eric Carlson Penguins jersey. Just that would be pretty cool. No, it's a t-shirt jersey, I think. I think, I, I think I'd get the jersey. I loved him when he was in Ottawa. 
I have so many penguin jerseys that are all like all my penguin jerseys are Crosby and Malkin, so like I, I have none of those jerseys. What do you think the term and price would player. be though? I'm telling you, San, the the penguins are only doing it if San Jose pays half his salary. He makes like seven million a year, eight million. And how many years does he have left? I think three. Okay. That's terrible. Alrighty, boys, let's shift over to the NBA. First point I have here, the Indiana Pacers have reached out to the Toronto Raptors regarding a Pascal, oh God, Siakam trade. Siakam. 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 We all three just said it differently. Pascal Siakam. <laughs> so I yeah, that's good. <laughs> regarding a Pascal Siakam, Siakam trade. There's so many ways to say it, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, what do you guys, uh, and what do you guys think about this one? I'm surprised they want to deal him, but they just want to clean house up in Toronto, huh? Like, He's, he's one of the top players in the NBA. Yeah, definitely Look, overlooked because he's in Toronto right now. But, uh, you know, NBA champion, obviously a lot a lot to do with Kawhi Leonard. But he's he's definitely a definitely a baller. I, Siakam uh, will be a good piece wherever he goes. I think going to Indiana isn't really going to do much. Um, they're not making much noise this year. Maybe a playoff team, but that's about it. Um, I think that but, shoots them up, Mackie, pretty well, honestly. I'm not high on Indiana at all, but we talked about him last week. I mean, they keep adding. You add Siakam with Halliburton and a few of the other guys, Bruce Brown you, off the bench. I mean, I think team. if you, I think if you add Siakam, the Pacers go from like ten to seven. No, maybe missing the bubble to like back end of the bubble to like the front end of the bubble, or maybe right outside, like right, maybe at the six seed. So if they get Siakam, they can be six through eight, and if they don't, they can be eight through nine eleven. Nine through eleven. Nine through eleven. Yeah. So that's a big movement. Yeah, definitely, and he's a, he's a good player. But I mean, you're not taking, he's young. You're still not taking you're still not taking the Pacers over. I would even say the Knicks. No, I don't think so either. But he's young, and he'd get you into that conversation though, where he could at least give up a fight in a series. Yeah, definitely, and build around him. Yeah, I mean, you might as well get him at Toronto though. I don't know what the hell is going on there. Um, surprised they've blown it up the way they have. Yeah, they got their ring, and then it's just. Once Kawhi left, everybody just clear house. Literally, they Scotty got their Barnes. ring and they're yeah. Scotty they got Barnes their ring and they're done up there because uh, Canada can't support their basketball team. Drake cut too off busy all the watching funds. the Leafs. Yeah, too busy watching the Leafs lose. Alrighty, next point here: Pistons sign Isaiah Stewart to a four-year, sixty-four million dollar extension. There, Stewart staying with the Pistons. Next, next up, the Spurs signed Popovich to a five-year deal worth over $80 million. So it looks like Popovich is staying around for Weminyama's early years as uh, he's, you know, as getting drafted by the Spurs this year. We That's see huge him doing... for the development. Yeah, it's nice to see probably the best NBA coach of all time sticking around for best prospects since LeBron. So um, if there's anyone to develop Weminyama, it should be Popovich. Agreed. He can he can transform the game so well, and we saw what he did with uh, Duncan and some of the other big names, Kawhi. So he knows how to teach that position and uh, get the fundamentals down. Something that this guy could definitely use. I, I have yeah. a I have a hot take. I'm I've never been a fan of Popovich. I I think he's kind of overrated. I I think you put him in the same field as Belichick because of his teams. Yeah, I mean, you could say Brady carried Belichick. You could say Tim Duncan carried Popovich. I mean, it's the same kind of it's the same concept. Because once both of them left, both of them have they both have a losing record since their star players left. 
Yeah, I got, uh, yeah, I see the comparison. I don't know. I just, I think it's. I think there. I, 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 I think it's like the same exact thing. I mean, Tim Duncan, arguably top five player of all time. Then you have Tom Brady, probably the best football player of all time. Um, two elite coaches. They were probably elite because of these players, in my opinion. But you know, you I definitely. See, I, think, I think they're. I think they're together. Great. I think it's not one because the other. I think on their own, they're still really good. I think that's. I think Popovich, one of the best coaches of all time. Maybe a little outdated for the game nowadays, but I think he definitely. That's what I'm saying. I think like I almost was was like I feel like I don't know if he's the best guy for Wembenyama, nineteen or eighteen year old. Like I don't know, but but the style that guy's gonna play Wembenyama, I like Popovich can teach that. I it's not it's not like he's a it's not like he's a three point shooter. He's not no, like yeah, coming yeah. in to play the game like the NBA is nowadays. He's coming in to play a fundamental game where you could just use your size and, and ability to just overpower these guys. And that's the type of game that Popovich will teach. I'm interested yeah, to I, see how this goes. Five years, though, you're there for the whole Wembenyama development. So it's really going to be his... Uh, is he a good coach? Can he develop this guy? Is this guy a bust? Let's see. I've always been more of a Spolstra guy myself. Yeah, he's a team builder versus... I think I think Popovich is great for development. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, let's stay on the Wembenyama train. He will be shut down after just two summer league games. Struggled in his debut going 2 for 13 from the field, then turned around and dropped 27 points in his second summer league game. What you guys kind of already commented on the on uh the Spurs a little bit, but what do you think about the first overall pick? I think struggled in that a, first game. Go ahead, Mackie. Go I, ahead. I think it was a bit of an overreaction in the first game. Obviously, you got to get the nerves out. He's 18 years old, or what is he? 19 years old. Um, yes. He's coming he's in draft the league. 18, 19 years 18. old. He's from France, and now he's one of the most popular people in America. So you're coming over here, you're getting the publicity and everything, and you come into the game. It's a lot riding on your shoulder. So I think there was a little overreaction in that first game where he went two for 13. Um, he's finding his stride. He's playing basketball a little better. He put up 27 points. Obviously, you're playing freshmen and sophomores, but um, you know he's proving that he has the ability to to do what everyone has heard that he can do. So um, I don't I don't want to jump the gun on him at all. I don't I don't like to talk about prospects being the next big thing before they've done anything. But I, I like his I like his um, ability. Good stuff there. Yeah, we uh very excited to see how he does coming into this season. So definitely want to cover more on him. And what he might do. The next one I have, the Atlanta Hawks extend yeah, DeJounte Murray to a four-year, $120 million deal. Not too bad. I think it's a good piece. Another, a guy that gets buckets on that Hawks team. They need that so badly. I mean, they moved off from John Collins. They brought him in from San Antonio just a year ago. So, expected in my opinion. And he'll continue to have success down there. That was only a year ago? Yeah, that was his first full season, maybe like a year and a half at the deadline, but I think that was his first full season with the with the Hawks. Yeah, maybe him and Trey can get something going here. Alrighty, and my final point out of the NBA. The NBA season in season tournament will begin on November third. All thirty teams will compete for the NBA Cup with eight teams advancing into the knockout rounds. Tournament semifinals and championship games will be held in Las Vegas on December 7th and 9th. So, very interesting little addition the NBA is adding here. You guys got any comments on that? So weird. The timing and everything. 
Huff, you were against this too, huh? It does count towards the NBA season, which I didn't really know, but um, I didn't really know the whole concept of it at first. I thought it was like a all-star break kind of thing. But do you think I mean, it's, it's do you like, think it's just to get viewership up in the early part of the season? Yeah, it's, it's just, just adding it, something. It's adding in like something that doesn't need to be added. It's just making these games seem more important, important than, than they are. actually are. <laughs> but then in the news, you see, look who won the NBA Cup because when it's November and basketball's on, we don't really give a fuck. Yeah, it's you're going to see, see the Clippers not in the kidding. finals, and Kawhi's going to sit out. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When that when they. Someone said it was called the NBA Cup. I thought someone was just like calling it that until it got its real name. <laughs> they were actually rolling with <laughs> the NBA with, Cup. It's like the yeah, Washington like, football team. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this this is literally for people like us that say the NBA season doesn't. I have I have a good I have a good point here though. So eventually, when this NBA Cup is around for a few years, if it sticks around, who do you think is going to get the uh, the naming rights for the MVP trophy? Who's going to be the NBA Cup MVP? <laughs> it's going to be like the Russell Westbrook NBA Cup MVP Yeah, I feel like trophy. it can't be a prolific player. <laughs> no, it's got to be someone that's like really good at the beginning of the year and then falls off. Or just someone like strange that goes off the first one. The Dougie McDermott NBA Cup MVP. Dougie McDermott. <laughs> Something random like that. McBuckets. Maybe Chris Paul because he can't win anything else. Just whoever whoever has the best performance in the first NBA Cup, they just name the trophy after them. It could be like the Dejounte Murray Trophy. Dude, you can give yeah, it to just... like Obi Toppin. I don't really think anybody gives a fuck. No one cares anyway. Exactly. If it's on a Sunday, I'll be watching football. There's no shot I'm watching the NBA Cup over at the NFL. No, but I'll watch no the NBA is. Cup if it's on a Tuesday night. What if your Bruins are playing? Nope. Oh, yeah, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Bruins could be playing like the fucking Arizona Coyotes. You'd be like, yeah, I got Bruins minus one and a half, team total over three and a half. I got to watch these. I can't (laughs) can't watch the NBA Cup. Lots and lots of good stuff, boys. The NBA also fast approaching, just like the NHL, starting right there uh, mid-October, those regular seasons starting. So super excited for all this stuff to get rolling. Just a couple months away. Got a couple points here in the UFC. UFC champion Israel Adesanya posted a photo of Mark Zuckerberg, Alexander Volkanovsky, and himself training in the gym. Is there a chance that we see this highly anticipated Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk boxing match? I don't know. I would love it. I think most people would. I think um, it'd be great. I'll tell you I what, think it'll get more viewers you. than the Paul brothers. Zuck looks pretty jacked, dude. You I was see his say, picture when, with Adesanya? Dude, when people were talking about when this first happened, everyone was like, Elon Musk opens up at a minus 600 favorite. And I'm like, I saw that picture of Zuckerberg. I'm like, I originally, I'm like, I feel like he's the more athletic of the two. Like, I feel like it's just like a chubby old dude versus like a young kind of athletic geek. I was yeah. like, give me the give me the little guy here to come out on top. And then I see this picture of him jacked with Adesanya. I'm like, yeah, I'll take him. <laughs> How, how, how fresh is that thing? Just Mark Zuckerberg, like just being like a billionaire, whatever, influential guy. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, now I get to train with Israel Adesanya and Volkanovsky and post up it's with like, them like I'm some goon. It's like, hey, Threads is doing great. Uh, what do I want to do today? Um, I'm going to go work out with Israel Adesanya and Alexander Volkanovsky. 
Yeah, it's like, and that's pretty cool. They both took him under his wing. Like, I wonder who Elon's yeah, they, gonna they, get. Yeah, you know, they both were like, "This is cool shit." <laughs> yeah, definitely. They're like, "Yeah, we'll train you." Can they have him on like a just literally like a punching bag for like thirty uh, seconds? Hopefully, like, he doesn't you're, you're fight good. like Izzy though. Hopefully, he doesn't fight like Izzy. He's Boring. not like six five, and yeah, you know what I mean. You can't kick like that. What if he just starts kicking like Adesanya, like out of nowhere? <laughs> Imagine. That'll be fun, though. I hope that comes to fruition. Yeah, so be ready for some uh, UFC updates in the coming weeks as the summer premiere cards heats up. Lots of good stuff to uh, uncover in the UFC world as we're going to try to dive, dive deeper into that. Tonight is the 2023 ESPYs, so lots of big names in sports being uh, recognized across the board. Do you guys know of anybody that's in the running for any of the good ones? I don't even know any of the good ones. I- uh, some of the awards they hand out anymore, it's like best team. Half the time, it's not even a sports team. I feel like like sometimes I know it's the SPs, but like they've found some ways to squeak some some people to get these awards in here. But only reason I put this in, the only reason I'll be tuning in is because Pat McAfee will have a mic and will be talking. Uh, he will be a part time host. That'll be pretty cool. I'm excited for that too. That'll be great. Yeah, he. They said he's going to do a couple interviews and then. Nice. I don't know who the actual host is, but um. I, I never really tune into the ESPYs. It's more of a, I'll catch all the awards. It's not one of the want. ones where they do, like, they send people up there to read the names, and then different people read the next names. I don't like know. He just said he's going to be, wa- he, he just said he's walking around with a microphone. That's all he said on that's the show. Cool. I mean, that's what he should be doing. Yeah. it's He's basically doing what he did at the national championship game, where he just walked around the sideline with a yeah. microphone and just interviewed whoever he wanted. I think he's literally going to be walking around the crowd, and like, if he sees people, it's like, Hey, uh, Patrick Mahomes, like, you know what I mean? They all know who he is, so they're going to talk. All righty, the final point I have here. Team USA has moved on to the Gold Cup semifinals to face Panama after they divide via penalty kicks versus Canada in the quarterfinals. So, Team USA, men's soccer, just trucking along in that uh, Gold Cup. Ace, you uh, have any comment on this? I feel like they should have handled Canada a bit more after a strong showing early on. I mean, I know it's the quarterfinals, but 2-2, eking it out late. And then uh, now they got to play Panama. I mean, not not a big opponent again, but they should be handling these teams and then easily get into the finals. So hopefully they can get it done. And that's talking soccer with it, the books. Yeah, that's about all I got there. America. <laughs> that's, I got nothing to add there. Pretty good episode here, boys. Episode 46, complete. Guys, got anything else, Dad? It's gonna do it for me uh, as usual. Thanks for listening. Uh, give us a follow on all the platforms. Like, follow, share, subscribe. The whole nine yards goes a long way. Um, like, rating, review, whatever you can do. The whole you know shebang. Love everything you guys do. Show all the support. We appreciate it. Uh, week in and week out. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. The second half of the MLB card starts next Friday or this Friday, so we'll get to those numbers going up again. Definitely check out our place.